Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. On today's show, we're going to go over day one of training camp, full squad at training camp. We're going to go over it. We're also going to take you to some BTS behind the scenes from Media Day, and you will hear from Philip Grubauer and Jaden Schwartz after the session one uh, of day one of Seattle Kraken training camp. This is Locked on Kraken, your only daily podcast covering the Seattle Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. I am your host, Erica L. Ayala. Thank you, as always, for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. Also, thank you if you hopped on playback with me because we were able to watch the uh, second scrimmage of day one together. We'll talk a little bit more about that feature a little bit later. But what's cracking? Well, I talked about uh, the physicals, but there's been some sweet, sweet uh, stuff that we've been getting from uh, Media Day. Piper Shaw's been tweeting out. I love that she tweeted. She asked Wenny, she asked Alex Wenberg, you know, what is beauty? Like, what does that mean in, in hockey context? And he said, I think something like, you know, me when I'm warming up before a game. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I cannot wait for what Root Sports got for us, for what the Seattle Kraken has for us. It was media day. And speaking of, let's take you over to some of what we got to see on media day. So we'll start with this little sizzle reel that the Seattle Kraken account put together. <laughs> Let's glide. Let's glide, cracking country. All right. So I've already seen that part by Shane Wright made into a GIF. Y'all move fast. I love to see it, though. Um, so I think it's going to be fun. Uh, Maddie Beneers had some, looks like they've got some icebergs. I don't know, that, that the guys are skating through. Lots of, you know, lights and smoke and all the stuff. Uh, I saw someone posing like it always looks cool post, but like, do the guys ever feel silly doing some of this stuff? It looks like they're asked to draw the Seattle Kraken logo. I think that was Vince Dunn showing off his, his hard work there. Um, I'm sure they do feel a little bit silly, but they know it's for us. It's for the fans. So thank you once again to the Seattle Kraken media team. You do a fantastic job. And don't forget, we talked about this in the offseason, or maybe it was during the playoffs. Well, it was our offseason, so who knows. But um, the Seattle Kraken team, uh, award-winning sizzle videos. Seattle, you know, we're the whole damn show. You're damn right. You're damn right. We're the whole damn show, and we're going to prove it this year. And that's why it was exciting to see the whole squad together. 
um, everybody together, having a good time. Um, we're going to hear from Jaden Schwartz and Philip Grubauer on today's episode. We're actually going to start with Philip Grubauer, and that's because everyone's talking about goaltending. Everyone's talking about goaltending last year for the Seattle Kraken. Everyone's talking about goaltending this year for the Seattle Kraken. Night and day, though. Night and day. So what is Philip Grubauer saying? How is he feeling? How is he looking? We're going to take you over to Philip Grubauer. And don't forget, if you want to listen to the entire media availability from Philip Grubauer, best way to do that is to make sure you are subscribed to Locked on Kraken on YouTube because the YouTube video will be up later. All right, let's take you over to the German gentleman, Philip Grubauer, talking after day one, session one of Seattle Kraken Training Camp 2022. How's first day of camp opening day mean to you? Uh, what's it mean to you after being off about four and a half months? Yeah, I mean, first day is always special. It's uh, the first time we sit in the in the video room together and we go over like system. So that's kind of uh, neat. Um, what we're looking forward to to changing this summer and what we are like in the season and what we uh, yeah need to work on. How much closer do you feel this team is now, hopping that <clears throat> versus one year ago? Yeah, I think uh, after one year, like I said in the, yesterday, it's it was hard uh, last year with COVID and everything to kind of get to know each other. Um, everybody was a little bit scared uh, that you have to miss like three or four weeks if you hang out or like uh, due to the COVID protocol. So there was not much like team building like off the ice. So, but now everybody knows each other. Everybody feels comfortable and. Uh, I think that's a huge part too this year. Yeah, I don't know. I can't get rid of Berkey. Like he's following me. <laughs> he's following me everywhere. Um, I haven't played with Schultze, but Berkey, huge part of the cup run in uh, in Washington, huge part in in Colorado. So um, it's time for him to make it three. Um, I was choking with him during the year last year uh, when we played Colorado. Hey, you want me to keep the stall open for you during the year? So uh, he finally signed, and uh, it was. Uh, yeah, nice to have him on board because I've known him since uh, almost I got drafted. So it's a long time and happy that he's here. How's it been, how's it been working with the new goalie coach? How much of an adjustment is that for you? Oh, it's been awesome. <clears throat> um, we worked together just a little bit before and um, yeah, the mentality off the ice and on the ice and the draws we do, the philosophy he brings in, uh, just small, simple changes, but uh, make a huge impact on the game. So what stood out to me there, high praise from Philip Grubauer about Steve Breer, communication. Um, you also heard that uh, Philip Grubauer talked about the team being able to watch film together, some more game planning. And, um, you know, I feel that I have a, a knack for when Philip Grubauer is comfortable and when he's not. I don't know if this is just my intuition or what. Maybe it's not a real thing, but he sounded comfortable. He sounds like he's in a good place. Sounds like, you know, he's going after it. Of course, he's mums the word when it comes to what he's actually working on himself. But, I mean, the ultimate goal is to win more games. So you heard him talk about a lot of the little things, a lot of the little things that it's going to take to get this team to the next level. Um, so coming up next, though, on Locked on Kraken, we're going to hear from um, Jaden Schwartz. Of course, he was in and out of the lineup towards the back end of the season with an injury, so he's going to talk about that, talking about 
getting comfortable with the team and what's different between this season and last season. So that's what's coming up on Locked on Kraken. But right now we're going to tell you about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your football betting info this season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, uh, podcasts, and in-depth articles right on BetOnline.net. It's also the fastest and easiest way for you to check on all all your favorite sports, including the National Hockey League, but also MMA, boxing, golf, and Major League Baseball. Head to betonline.net using your mobile device, tablet, laptop, desktop, whatever you got. And uh, remember, Bet Online is where the game starts. All right, Seattle hockey fans, thank you as always for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. We've already heard from Philip Grubauer. Again, this is day one of training camp. There were two sessions, so I'm coming to you after the second session, which was live streamed. Uh, we're going to head to Jaden Schwartz. So again, had an injury last season, was in and out of the lineup, and of course was asked immediately about that. Let's hear what Jaden Schwartz has to say. Day one, session one of Seattle Kraken training camp. Uh, it looks like you're 100% good to go out there. You feel all good last Yeah, I feel good. Uh, excited to, to be here and get it going and uh, excited to to be healthy again and, and uh, feel good. Uh, all I could say is I just got a lot of tests done, seen a lot of doctors and uh, went down some different paths and um, feel like I got good help and um, feel like I could... Uh, you know, it could help me a lot this year. So I feel I feel good right now. I think our expectations are, are a lot higher. Um, you know, we want to start off with taking it, you know, day at a, day at a time here and uh, have a good camp. Obviously, our start last year wasn't um, where it needs to be. So I think that's going to be a big goal for us. But, um, you know, we got a new team this year. we got uh, a lot of new players. Um, we got a lot better over the summer. And, um, you know, I think each guy's hungry to to prove ourselves and prove to each other that, that we can be a lot better, more competitive, and, and be in a lot better spot this year come March and April. Take one one thing from last year. Yeah, you guys want to uh, I think there's quite a bit. Um, like I said, I think we're just focused on training camp and, and getting off to a good start. Um, you know, there's obviously things that that we want to change with the outcomes of, of at the end of the year, but it's a long process to get there. Um, yeah, we're not we're not looking too far ahead, but. I think guys got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder to, um, you know, get to a better start and put ourselves in a better spot. And so Schwartzy said it. Gruby also said it again. Remember, you can watch these on the YouTube channel in their entirety. So um, it's it's a different season. It's a different season because you know COVID really made it difficult for that team to bond. And I know we talk a lot about the COVID, like they had how many players pulled before the first game against Las Vegas of all people, um, you know, and, and we saw that happening, but it, it was just a tough season. It was a tough go. Philip Grubauer talked a little bit, a lot, excuse me, about the little things that need to change. And I think Jaden Schwartz, what I got from him is that he feels that, it, you know, it's day one, but that there's more room for improvement for this year. Obviously, everything was trial and error. Everything last year was establishing that baseline. And now that there is a baseline and a basement, <laughs> the Seattle Kraken are working to move up. Uh, so I love it. I love it. Um, 
I mentioned that um, I mentioned that today there were two sessions. And so I want to talk a little bit about um, what we saw regarding lines. And so I'm going to take you over to Emerald City Hockey. Emerald City Hockey, another amazing account that you have to make sure that you're following if you're not already. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing if you're not already following Emerald City Hockey? But we're going to go to Emerald City Hockey because Emerald City Hockey has um, some of the lines that we saw. So let me get rid of my name here. And then we go to Emerald City Hockey over here. And then let me pull this up for you. So, uh, again, I love the disclaimer. Day one training camp lines mean nothing. But anyway, here they were. So this was for the first session. You had Burakovsky, Wensberg, and Donskoy. Schwartz, Wright, Lind, Hayden, True, Coleman, um, and so on and so forth. So um, obviously, everyone wants to know who Shane Wright is going to be like, or, or be be like, yes, and who he's going to be paired up with. But remember, the team was split in half. Um, so they played a portion of the earlier practice, not the full scrimmage. But so this team was split in half. So not only is it a disclaimer that it's day one, but also again. The team was split. So what we did see, um, and let me come out of this for a minute. What we also did see is some pairings. So in the second session, it was Maddie Beneers. Um, he was in that second session. And um, and so now I'm going to take you to another account that you absolutely have to be following, and that's Sound of Hockey. So Sound of Hockey saying a couple of line combos we liked so far. Donato, Beneers, Bjorkstrand. First of all, you said Donato and Beneers, and Bjorkstrand is probably a player I'm most excited about regarding kind of just what we've heard. Uh, and then McCann, Gord, Eberly. McCann, Gord, Eberly. We don't know what these are ultimately going to look like, but that sounds like a ball of energy. And I love it. You know I love energy, folks. So we'll see how that pans out. Um, okay, so coming up next, though, on Locked on Kraken, I want to talk a little bit about the broadcast. So uh, when we heard Eddie Olchek talk earlier, uh, we knew that he was going to have, oh, let me close this. We knew that he was going to have responsibilities with TNT. He was like, let's wait and see what the national schedule is like. So I'm going to take you back to that press conference. We've never played it on Locked on Kraken. You might have seen it, though, by now because it was a while ago. But we're going to talk about Eddie Olchek. Nick Olchek also was on with Mike Benton kind of calling or commentating over the second session for today. So, uh, I'm just going to give you my thoughts on what we're going to see and tee you up for a special interview that we should be dropping tomorrow on Lockdown Crack, and that's coming up on the show. Thank you, as always, Seattle hockey fans, for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. Thanks for sticking with me. I had to take Monday off. I wasn't feeling well. I still got a little bit of congestion. Got a, a nice uh, throat lozenge doing its work right now, but... um. Five days a week, we're, we're back, baby. We are back. Um, and so I mentioned before the last, uh, the end of the last segment that uh, Eddie Olchek uh, is um, going to be joining. Of course, we talked about this before on the show, but he's going to be joining uh, John Forslund 
and JT Brown. Now, Eddie Olchek is going to continue and remain in his national TV or yeah, national TV broadcast role. So when he talked to media, he talked a little bit about, you know, what he's going to do is going to depend on that schedule. So, of course, that schedule is out. We know what the national schedule is for the Seattle Kraken. That's 15 games on national TV. Only two of those are on TNT. Everything else on ESPN. Um, So that's interesting. I think also like maybe conflict of interest, although I guess you just like, is Eddie going to call Seattle hockey games on TNT? I would venture to guess no, um, but you never know. Uh, but also like, no, probably no. Right. Uh, anyway, it's only two games, so I think they'll figure it out. But um, let's actually take you to Eddie uh, with John and JT and with Todd Lywicki. And this was the announcement official, I guess, because we, we already knew like it had been reported. But Eddie Olchek coming to the Seattle Kraken, of course, talking about the ties with his brother already here. And now there's even more ties. I mentioned Nick Olchek. So let's hear a little bit of this. Again, this will be up on the YouTube channel. And then we will I'll give you my theory on how this broadcast booth is really going to look. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for coming. Todd, thank you very much to you and to uh, to your entire staff and Victor and uh, Katie and uh, Ronnie, of course, and uh, my brother Rick, who who is there as well, uh, working right next to Ronnie. So, uh, right, it's been a long uh, it's been a long process, uh, two months uh, to be uh, pretty much exact, and uh, I just appreciate uh, the patience and. Uh, and also the support of TNT for kind of having to navigate through a couple of uh, uh, potholes here over the course of the last couple of weeks. And uh, without their, uh, you know, without their help, uh, this certainly would not be uh, possible today. So I think for, for me to uh, become a part of the fabric of the community, uh, just to make it perfectly clear, I mean, my, my TNT schedule has precedent um, on, our, on our local game. So there are going to be games when I'm not going to be around. Uh, but that's just, it's nothing different than I had in Chicago uh, with the Blackhawks all of those years. And they were very accommodating and, and certainly uh, the organization is going to be accommodating for me. But I think, look at for me is I'm going to have to, uh, you know, build that respect and that trust. Uh, I saw some comments by, by Johnny uh, a little bit earlier today about that, you know, that trust with the fan base and, and uh, to be able to teach the game. Obviously, it started at the beginning of the year and then the growth throughout uh, year one. Obviously, you're very happy with it, but it only helps to be able to have the best working with you. And that's our goal. Our goal is to be better. And I think adding you definitely does that. It helps us get to that spot where we want to be. Right. And the hardest thing to do in this business is chemistry. And I think we have a built-in chemistry with the three of us and everybody else um, involved with the broadcast. So, we're proud of it, and it's again great to have you on board. Uh, I, I've worked a long time as in a three-man booth nationally, and you know we will not take time. Uh, look at I think we still have a lot of uh, uh, you know a lot of things to to discuss when it is the three-person booth, whether you know we are in the same booth, uh, you know, or you know somebody's downstairs. I think those are things we you know we're still trying to get the lay of the land, but I think that. Uh, it, it will not take very long. Um, 
should be able to see things up top that we can't see. And then there are things that the person can't see down low that up top Johnny and I are able to see. And then again, it's all about working off of one another. So uh, I think it'll be a work in progress, but it will not take very long. We want to go 82 and 0, but we know that, you know, that's not going to happen. But at the end of the day, um, you know, we're going to have opinions and uh, uh, we're going to try to, enter, we, we're not going to try. We are going to entertain our fans. I will promise you that. And uh, we, you know, we're going to have fun because we all know in the real world what is going on. Uh, we're there to take people away from the real world for three hours and sell the Seattle Kraken on Root Sports and uh, and sell the great game of hockey. So, uh, Eddie Olchek, I know his history uh, on the ice, off the ice, obviously with Chicago. And that those connections make a lot of sense. There was something that Eddie said. Again, you can listen to the whole thing. But, you know, he, he said something about hockey is an escape. Um and sports is definitely, it can be an escape from, or I don't know, escape always seems so, I don't know. Hockey is a way to enjoy life and enjoy family, enjoy friends, enjoy, you know, people that maybe you learn to make your family or your friends. And... <sighs> Hockey should not be an escape or should not be an excuse for us to forget what's really happening in the world. I strongly believe that. We look to athletes as role models in very specific spaces um, and in very specific safe ways. Like there are safe ways that athletes or more so the leagues that, that hire athletes can like tolerate i'm using air quotes for those listening on audio but there's specific ways that we uh, tolerate athletes being role models and it's different when you're a broadcaster because your job is to present um and discuss what is or i should say your job as a broadcaster is to discuss what's being presented in front of you the game as it's being played and then you describe the why why is this why did this happen why did this break down why why was this choice made why was that choice made and you make a you create the story you explain then you narrate what's happening i think it's a mistake to assume that everyone that's watching hockey wants to escape um, racism, sexism, homophobia, because some of us experience those things in the hockey space. Um, we, we see a lack of representation, so we're not escaping. We don't get to escape that. It's always there for some of us. So I hear what Eddie is saying. There's a part of me that sometimes wants to believe it. And we like to have fun here on Lockdown Kraken, but you also know I'm going to get real. And so I, I know I'm talking about it because of Eddie's comments, but I'm not talking about it in relation to Eddie because I just don't know his style good enough. But when he said that, that was the one thing that really stood out to me. And I was like, I really hope the Seattle Kraken don't, lose that part of their storytelling. Now that doesn't always come on the broadcast. And so that might not ever be something that Eddie handles. But I think one of the most endearing things about him, someone again, who never watched him playing ice hockey, 
who didn't really listen to much of him calling ice hockey games because I came from a different part of hockey. One of the most endearing things about his story is his battle with cancer. One of the most endearing things is his story about the love that he has for Chicago and that Chicago has for him. And that don't got nothing to do with the game on the ice. That's all I'm saying. We want to escape, but also when you're in hockey, as long as someone like Eddie Olchek, when you're in hockey, as long as some of these players, what is the escape? There's, there's a, a, a thin veil of separation between your air quote real life and what you do in a hockey rink. Sometimes you meet your, your significant other at a hockey rink. You find your next job because you're at a hockey rink. You find your next career because you're at a hockey rink. So I think that separation and that escapism is a farce. And I think there's some of us who can't easily escape, if at all. I don't know. Welcome to my TED Talk, or thanks for coming to my TED Talk, I guess. I got like really... You know, but it, it just was an interesting comment. Um, but overall, I'm super excited. We are already ranked by The Athletic as one of the best broad tied for second. Like, okay, like, first of all, we shouldn't be tied. And if we are tied, it should be for number one. But maybe I'm a little bit biased. But um, so a piece of that broadcast team, Eddie Olchek, Nick Olchek, uh, we're going to have JT Brown, and of course, John Forslund. Hey, hey, what do you say? That seems like a pretty dynamic duo to me, not to mention, oh, the amazing, the amazing Everett Fritz Hugh on radio. I do, sometimes I'll watch, whether it's whatever network it's on, I will watch the game so I can see the action, and I like listening to Everett. They're not always synced up. Usually they're not. Um but that, for me, is actually my favorite game experience. Um, so shout out to Everett. He's been on the pod before. I'm hoping we can get him on again. We might talk baseball, though. So if you're not a baseball fan, I don't know what to tell you. But Allison Lucan has also been on the show. And I'm happy to announce Allison Lucan will be returning to the show. So... Uh, we should have that episode ready for you tomorrow for Friday. Thank you, as always, for listening to Locked on Kraken. And I guess the wellness tip of the day is never feel like you have to fully escape who you are. Um, and never feel that if you need a break from whatever your day-to-day -day is, that you can't take that. Um, but just remember that whatever we put to the side will be there when we return. The good, the bad, the indifferent, the ugly. And it's about every day um, working through that, getting help, um, reaching out, and giving out love. So be good to yourself. Be good to each other. Hold fast. Stay true. Let's go, Kraken. And I will see you tomorrow for Friday's episode of Locked on Kraken. Peace.